0: Pleasure to see you. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you, Pat. Now, I, the way I ran across this, and it was kind of unusual for me, but, but I love unusual things. Things are a little bit different, and this certainly qualifies. But it is my understanding, James, that you are kind of a professional listener. Is that right? That's true. Is it really? And that sometimes you'll go out on cruises, and you'll take uh, groups of people with the purpose of listening to them.
1: Well, some people ask me what I do for a living, and I basically tell them I listen, and then they say, what do you really do for a living? Like, boy, that's, that can't be true. That Nobody. sounds like
0: a question even your mother might ask you, doesn't it? How in the world did you ever get to this sort of a a, a project in life, this
1: sort of an activity? Well, I used to be in private practice psychology, and uh, then I would take time off and go on cruises to get away. Yes. And I would find that there were lots of people on the ship who were just very, very eager to have and yeah. listen to them. You know, I get the impression sometimes
0: that very often when people seek out counseling of some sort, I bet that many of them really don't need counseling so much as they do to have someone just listen to them.
1: Well, that was one of the most things that I noticed in private practice. There were people who had to create problems. In order to oh, be
0: noticed. To, I see. Uh, to, to make contact with someone.
1: Well, it's just like right now, a lot of people have to create difficulties in order to be heard. They have to create a problem before someone will say, hey, this is important enough to stop and listen. That's right. Uh, make a lot of noise with their pain, assumed pain or created
0: pain right. in order to have somebody paid attention to them. Yeah. Well, when you put a
1: group like this together, well, let me go back. I work for the cruise line. And oh, I'm, I see. I'm just one of the choices they have along the entertainment schedule. That's pretty I'm right smart. There of them, with really, with bingo and uh, <laughs> movies, or laying in the sun, or yes. gambling, yes. Or they can go to enrichment learning, which is uh,
0: I'm which is your at. thing, okay? If I were on a cruise, though, let's let's back up and do it this way. And I saw the big list of activities, and I've only been on one cruise in my life, and it was an eye opener because I had no idea there would be so many things to do and eat. But I, I unfold this, and I see on here, enrichment learning. Is it going to explain to me what that is? Because it doesn't sound like something that I'm going to grab hold of. Just
1: Well, there are a lot of people who are very eager to learn about themselves, and being away on vacation or going on a retreat-like setting, like a yeah. vacation, they get a chance to say, hey, this is an opportunity to learn about myself that i cannot learn at home during my with my normal commitment yes. and, so forth. and there are a lot of people who really like to learn rather than just lay out
0: say for instance i came in is it private by the way
1: no group session well one of the programs i do a program say with advice forum or i do a program okay. on self-esteem or on listening uh. skills and the people come they listen to it and i do a program of say 40 to 50 minutes That's what the ship line hires me to do, but the most important part is afterward when people come up and say they want to talk about their own personal life Uh, novel. uh That to me is the most important thing. Very few people, you certainly can't get your friends to do it, can just tell you the way they see it, the way they see you. Do you do that sort of thing? Well, I make two commitments. One is to be very honest in what I react, what I hear, what I feel. And the other is confidentiality. Mm-hmm. And other than that, that's the primary commitments I make when I listen. So you're pretty honest with them, really. I if believe- they look like they want that kind well, of honesty, I believe that I'm there to give what the person is looking for, yeah. not what I think they need. Yeah, That's where it's different than traditional yeah. therapy because most counseling and therapy is oriented toward me deciding what you Doug Johnson need. Okay, where I might be ill, why I might be short, where I might be coming up a little bit short of a goal. And you, and you generally have to have a problem in order to get my attention.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: And what I'm saying is that you can come to me as a person uh-huh. and I make the commitment to hear what you're saying. I make the commitment to hear what you're not saying i make the commitment to hear what Um, you're feeling and to be able to react to that there is no goal there um, is no closure in the sense that we must solve a problem i have a program called friendship which is a land portion of the same thing we operate a house in galveston called friendship house my goodness and the purpose of friendship house is a place where people can check out or step aside from their normal roles and commitments And spend time with someone who's committed to hearing them. Uh, Not necessarily curing them, but listening to them. But to really listen. Right. See, I I believe it's very much not what we do for someone. It's encouraging them to develop the will and the ability and the strength to do it for themselves. Which can easily come from talking it out. Very much so.
0: To, ideally, it would be a loved one, a wife or a husband or someone who would listen to you, uh, no holds barred, and make no judgments on what you say. That would be the ideal situation, but most of us don't have that. Is that-
1: well, and even if we do, we sometimes make the assumption that if I'm ready to talk, you're always ready to listen, yeah, okay. or you're always oh. able to listen. Yeah. I mean, you may have so many issues on your own agenda, that sometimes we put a real, yeah. unrealistic expectation on people saying, I'm ready to talk, and you should be ready to listen. Maybe we all need to
0: be ready to listen more
1: often, do you think? Is that- well, it's hard work. Listening yeah. is hard work. Most of us like to talk, and that's where we get our rewards oh, in yeah. interacting with people. Very few of us get rewards by listening to people. If we were
0: to cultivate those skills better, though, as you have,
1: we'd probably do better with our children, with our spouses if we listen more. Well, if you go along the assumption that everyone's favorite topic of conversation is themselves, Mm. Uh and you realize that I want to talk about me, and you want to talk yeah. about you, we've got a natural built-in conflict yeah, Okay. <laughs> All right. In fact, a psychologist friend of mine says,
0: okay, he'll do this sometimes at a gathering or a dinner or a party or something. He'll say, okay, it's, it's time to talk about me now, or something like that. Right. Just throwing that out. Amy, you're on KPRC Radio. How are you today? We're going to get James here to strap his headsets on, and he's ready to listen. Okay. Nice to talk to you. What a fascinating subject. Isn't this something? I think what the doctor does is totally wonderful. I met so many people really needed someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, no telephones to disturb them nothing to disturb them and their relaxation time they really could dwell on their problems which amazed me but they would do it at casinos and I just think it's marvelous I just I I can't say enough about it I think I wish he'd have been there for me I always enjoy you thank you bye bye thank you Amy good to hear from you today being on the cruise line I would assume that there's no charge for at least the group sessions would there be
1: that is true in other words it's just like you go and get your movies free. You get, yeah. It's all part of entertainment. Yeah. And learning about self is projected and presented as a part of entertainment. Okay, In other words, Most people think of it as being very serious. It's like the caller indicated people want to talk about their problems, but... What I find when I listen is people want to talk about themselves, yeah. but they have to oftentimes create a problem in order to get the attention of someone. Yes.
0: So, give me an idea now of, the, and you've already named two or three of them, but, but recap them again for me, if you will. The topics, the areas that you will be conducting—I guess, right term use—on on, on, say this next cruise coming up.
1: Well, the most frequent one is in areas of self-esteem and defining ourselves. Okay. Um, so, then you would present, say, an hour. Would that be about right? 40, 50 minutes. And
0: this would be open to anybody on board ship who wanted to come in during that hour, and you had specified on the daily program like they have on the right. cruises, that from 10.30 until 11.30 this morning, we're going to talk about self-esteem. Right. All right. And uh, then afterwards now is when you would have people come up to you and, and just wanted to chit-chat.
1: Very relaxed setting. In words, maybe around the ship's pool or, as the caller indicated, in the casino. or yeah. Wherever they feel comfortable talking about what they want to talk about. I see. And what else now? Self-esteem might be one. Well, I also focus on relationships. I focus on listening skills. All kinds of relationships. Spouses, children, parents, um, everything. And with particular focus on the friendship. Okay. In other words, what are some of the criteria that we use in selecting friends? Mm -hmm. How are they selected? Why are we chosen or not chosen as friendships for people? We work on things like, for example, there are a lot of widows who say, I thought we would have more time together. And they're hurting. And they need someone to listen. And a lot of people are tired of hearing. We both know people who are telling the same stories. And after a while, we get tired of listening. What does that
0: mean, by the way? What are they really telling this, James, when they do that? We all have someone in the family that tells us. I probably do it. And you hear the same story. So what are they doing? Are they forgetting that they've told the story before? Are they feeling like they haven't made the point with the story? Or why do people do that?
1: I say... I need to be heard. And I'm hearing you or this other person say, you want to be heard. You want someone to hear your feelings, Mm -hmm. your beliefs, your opinions, your values, your attitude. Please hear me. And so often... It's normally something of value to you, and you want somebody else to
0: recognize that value.
1: Yeah. I want you to hear what is going on and is important to me mm. and sometimes if i don't think you're listening the first time i may have to say it yeah. again and again and again or i may even have to get into some kind of trouble or become a downright uh-huh. irritant yeah to demand that you yeah. sit and listen
0: to so it. at that point then i now i'm paying you the attention you always wanted i may not like it now but i uh, i see what you're saying mm-hmm.
1: well when i walk on that ship i'm going to work and Very as soon. far as i'm concerned 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Your own on call. Yeah. Now, I get myself renewed when I get off the ship. <laughs> okay.
0: James Huey is my guest today. He use everything behind the Friendship Program.
1: Is this an original idea of yours, James? Well, I kind of picked it up slowly evolving over yeah. the years. I noticed in private practice there were people who really created a problem in order to be heard. Yeah. I was certainly aware that there were people who were coming to physicians who were in the same clinic. And a lot of physicians were saying, well, all they needed was somebody to hear them and talk about their aches and their pain, but please hear me. And then when I went on the ship, I said, hey, they're healthy people. These are healthy people who have healthy needs to be heard. And that in itself became an important goal, an important ministry for myself. I sensed it being very important. And so I did this program for a year and a half. And I said, there is that need, and there is the need on land also, which is where this last summer I came to Galveston.
0: Now, is this the first time you've done it on land as such? In other words, you've carried this fine idea that has materialized and, and been polished on board the ship, and now you've got it on land Correct. in Galveston. Yes. Now, how do you duplicate that atmosphere? Because there's a different kind of an atmosphere in a cruise. I, I recognize that, and I've only been on one cruise in my life. But there is a thing, there's a, there's a form, I can't even really call it a relaxation, that comes over a person... Do you
1: attempt to duplicate that on land? Well, the best we can, because once again, I think of Galveston as kind of like a ship that doesn't move. I mean, it's it's an island, and a ship is an island. Mm -hmm. So there is that separateness that comes from being able to come there. But I think a lot of it just comes to the, can they give themselves permission to let down those barriers, let down those inhibitions that keep us from being human? Mm. which I sense being human, are real.
0: real. Okay, so uh, the the friendship program in Galveston, though, would not be, say,
1: over the weekend or a two-three-day trip. It it could could be be. overnight. It could be over a weekend. It could be over a week. Each person comes in and decides what are they looking for. The biggest difference is I don't decide for them. They decide what they're looking for, and my role is to facilitate that after listening to them. Okay, but now on the ship... I've got you there.
0: I can attend the the seminar, the workshop, or the program, or whatever we're going to call that, that appears in the program. It's probably going to be daily or thereabouts, and sometimes a couple of them a day maybe. I I can pick that out, and I can see what the topic's going to be. But now I'm I'm a little uncomfortable maybe. I'm I'm a little reluctant, shy. How do you get them warmed up to the idea? How do you set up a
1: program? How do you formulate what's going to happen? I call it just taking kind of like the equivalent of what you do on the ship. You come in, and you listen to what the program is, what we're going to talk about. And basically, more important, you get a chance to size me up. How you feel mm-hmm. talking to me. I invite people to come to classes that we hold. Oh, uh, so you do have a schedule of certain events that right. take place there. at French. Okay. Right. We do okay, have classes help. and we do have programs. I make speeches and I do consultation work with uh, uh-huh. organizations and groups, all in an effort to let people know more about what the program uh-huh. is. So then,
0: if I attended one of your programs, say, on self-esteem, Uh, down at friendship house and then i wanted to discuss something in more detail with you about that on a personal level i could call you up and say hey uh, this aspect of my life i don't really feel good about it
1: can you help me with this and would it work out that way that would be fine Mm -hmm. or what we're really trying to focus is that not necessarily that you don't feel good about it Uh. it's just that you're curious Ah. this is a program of curiosity i keep going back to that wrong side of it don't i well something's wrong with me fix it right and that's not necessarily the case here is it which is the biggest educational obstacle yeah this program really faces two obstacles One is that you have to have a problem in order to be heard, which is really deeply ingrained. (laughs) It really is. I've got it. I'm suffering with it today, aren't I? And the other one is that listening is easy work. Most people believe they're great listeners. I remember when I was a guidance counselor and teachers would say, oh, well, you have an easy job. All you have to do is just listen to the kids. (laughs) And that's a paradox. Most people believe that they're really good listeners. And most of us aren't. That's what you've experienced. Because it takes a lot of work. It takes training. It takes skill to really hear yeah. what someone is saying.
0: Yeah. Let me take another break. We'll come back in just a moment. It is a fascinating subject, and I, and I really am glad that I, I found you and got you on this program, or you found us, or however this came about. KPRC Talk Radio 950. Talk Radio 950 KPRC. We do a lot of that around these parts, but maybe we better start listening more, you okay? I don't know. That's part of it, too. To listen and to talk. Talk Radio 950. And I'm glad you're with me today. And we're visiting with James Huey with the Friendship Program. A lot of us might be just a little bit reluctant, mightn't we? I mean, you have to push us a little bit to get us started with this good idea.
1: Well, most of us tend to resist things that are new and different. Mm -hmm. And if, if I'm coming to you and saying, I'm agreeing to listen to you and you don't have to have a problem. And I'm not agreeing to give you advice or fix you. See, sometimes it's hard to get someone to listen and have them just listen yeah. without the compulsive nature to solve the problem. Yes. And this is a, a real need just to be heard, just to say, you understand what I'm saying, you understand what I'm feeling, and that in mm-hmm. itself is therapeutic. This program is really not for people who are not curious about themselves. This is for people who have... Basically taking care of their basic needs and are now ready for personal uh, growth. The period of internal reflecting, sort of, is that it? Okay. For reflecting, for meditating, for learning. Like, for example, uh, we spend a lot of time teaching people how to write a personal journal. Yeah. How to get in touch with what are their feelings telling them as versus, you know, what their parents told them, what their employers yeah, yeah. told them. what Everybody else has this, I mean, we, we carry around beliefs that we started learning very early. Yeah. But we're not necessarily, we haven't evaluated them as to whether they're appropriate for us now at 18 or 25 or 40 or 60.
0: Isn't that a little bit odd, too, on the surface, that we can't use all that information properly, that we're kind of stuck with certain,
1: I don't know, limitations in our lives? Well, it's very rough because there's no place to check out. I told one friend I thought, for example, that... Traditional psychology is working about building a foundation of mental health. Mm-hmm. I look at myself as more like the interior decorator. Once you yeah. built the house, yeah. then you can do and start questioning and exploring. Can't see Not necessarily with a problem. Yeah. You know, people rearrange furniture not because it is a problem, but yeah. they just would like to learn more. They'd like to do something different, and it, and it's all healthy. Yeah. I go back to a very firm beginning, and that's healthy people have needs. I really believe that. When I was teaching, who were the students that got most attention? The problem children got the attention first, yeah. and then the really bright ones. And the average kid was the last one. done. over. And if you're an average kid in a school, for the most part, you just get passed through the, a system. No,
0: never any real attention. So it's no wonder then that some people do cause these
1: waves of, uh, of grief every once in a while just to get the attention. And I'm saying I believe there is a need for a healthy, average person to hear themselves and to be heard by another human being. I want to find out from
0: you when we get back. I'm going to take a break here about some feedback and i bet you get a lot of it from someone who has gone through this with you this, this eye-opening experience and, and how it might have changed their lives or, or how they look at things maybe in a different way we'll find out about that in just a moment let me take this break first of all K-P-R-C, talk, radio.
1: 950.
0: talk radio 950 kprc and today we're talking about the friendship program james huey is my guest and idea has formulated it has improved upon it and it has evolved to what it is today now i a while ago before we took our break we were talking about feedback and whenever a program is in any way successful particularly if it touches a life uh, in an important way people are going to come back and tell you something about it it's like going back to your first grade teacher what have you heard what sort of Eye opening, what sort of revelations has this brought about? We carry with us everything that's in our minds, but we come to you and talk to somebody like you and begin to see things in different ways about ourselves.
1: I sense the most positive thing that I've heard are people who say, You've let me open up new areas of myself that I never knew were there. And you've been able to do it in a way that is positive and it's not heavy. We don't just talk about heavy deep issues my mm-hmm. like traditional psychology I find that I have fun talking about myself I have fun exploring and probing and learning about things and people will say when I came into this I had the expectation that I was going to find out negative things about myself I was afraid to probe myself because I expected the negative back to that programming right again, isn't it Yeah. Uh, tell me what's wrong with me that's right mm. and most people who go into personal growth classes or issues that that's what they expect. And they come out so surprised that most of what they find is much more positive. Mm. And they tend to feel better about themselves. They come out once they've been heard. They say, I've been heard. I've been understood. I've had another human being make a commitment to hear what in the world is going on inside of me. And I had one man who said he was 50 years old and he had never heard anyone. No one had Mm. ever taken the time in 50 years to hear what he felt and what he believed and what he valued. To me, that's a wonderful gift.
0: But ideally again, wouldn't it be husband and wife could do this for each other?
1: Or two friends? Well, that's assuming that we would get something perfect out of imperfect relationships. In other words, people are imperfect. Yeah. So there's no way you can get a perfect relationship from imperfect people. And that goes back to the perfectionistic model too, like if you're my friend, then you've got to be my social friend, you my know. business friend, my emotional friend, my financial friend. And I don't want you to think anything's wrong with me. Right. So yes, okay. I certainly so don't want got to lose the guard you. up,
0: you yeah. don't want to lose. You. Right. Do you find or have you found that the people who have that have gone through some aspect of this program become better listeners
1: themselves? Very much. Particularly to what they themselves are feeling. Ah, on. good point. See, one of the real cornerstones of the program is to develop the ability to hear yourself. I hadn't even thought about that. Yes. Yeah. It's almost
0: impossible, I have found, to get across to someone the great joy of traveling that way, going by a cruise. Because most of us who haven't done it think of it as a very dull experience. And it wasn't until I took one myself that I realized just how wonderful it is. Well, I can see how also it would be twice as rewarding with you on board. James, and I, and I want to thank you for coming in. James Huey has been my guest. Thank, thank you for having me.